Welcome back to another episode of LA Confidential. My name is Chauncey Talese, and remember the ex-Super Bowl champion LA Rams for LAFBnetwork.com. It is a fantastic website. Check out all our awesome college coverage. Uh, we got the national title game tonight, so if you are betting on the game, use promo code BLEAV at BetOnline for 50% off your first bet. Today is a very special, special episode, not just because it's raining, but because I have a Rams season ticket holder and one of the writers of the number two movie in America, Megan. We have a Kayla Cooper coming back onto the show. Kayla, how you doing? I am good now that that season is over and behind us. Which one? SC? On. <laughs> all of it. All of it. Look, like SC, we did better than anyone thought we were going to do for like a brand new coach. Mm. And like the shit show that was the year before, which was like what, five and four or whatever. I know. Or four and five. I can't even, I've wiped it from my memory. But yes, was the ending disappointing? Absolutely. Do I think we are cursed when we go to AT&T Stadium? Most definitely. And we need to never play there again. Um, Your biggest mistake was having a defensive coordinator with the last name of Grinch. That just seemed like a recipe for failure. That, I I understand he had his players defending him on Twitter, but I'm just mm-hmm. like, y'all, you don't. You like, just, just <clears throat> sit back and eat your food. I know, you know. like Grinch. I mean, come on. <laughs> That's just setting yourself up for failure, but that's okay. My Bruins didn't win their bowl game either, so I can't really say anything. And you guys won that game, so it's fine. <laughs> I mean, there is there is that, um, but yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what uh, you know Lincoln Riley and Caleb do this fall, and hopefully, you know, they get help on the O line and on the defensive side because like it it makes such a difference when Caleb cannot run the ball himself. Hmm. And, you know, look, they're like a defensive coordinator and like one really good like O-line recruiting class away. So you guys are fine, but it's a classic Lincoln Riley thing where like the defense always suffers. Yeah. That's the, that was the wrap on the Oklahoma stuff too. But we're not really here to talk about college because, you know, you know, college is ending tonight. We're talking about the Rams because you are a season ticket holder. You've had boots on the ground. Yes. Yes. For this whole mess. Um, so tell me about that. How has it been going this year? Sad. Sad. It's been going sad. It's like the the more the season went on, and I mm-hmm. will admit I am guilty of this, mm-hmm. uh, the fewer fans were in the stands, and it was, it was kind of sad. Um, and it's just, it's like, I bitch about Fairweather fans all the time, but there were some uh-huh. games where I was just like, yeah, I can't make it to this, or I'm just like, like the Raiders game, I was like, I'm not going to this. Oh, like, I'm not that, gonna, I'm not well, gonna sit there yeah. for this. That bit you though. And, you know what? I enjoyed watching it from home. Because, <laughs> because knowing myself, I would have left probably if not halfway through the fourth at the top of the fourth just to beat traffic. Wow. So, wow. Yeah. You would have missed Baker. <laughs> Either way, I would. And at least at home, I got to see it. I, uh, I would have been listening to it on the radio. So, yeah. I mean, because that's the thing. It's like if you're getting your ass kicked, it's like, well, I might as well. Mm-hmm. Head home so I don't have to sit in traffic. That's or if true. you're kicking ass, it's like I might as well head home so I don't have to sit in traffic. Uh yeah, and it just looked like it was gonna be one of those times. I was like, all right, all right. Um, but yeah, but I enjoyed the Broncos game. Uh I'm sure you did. Merry my Christmas. Mom, yeah, my mom came out to visit. I'm like, look, the only thing I need is to them to win this game because it was my mom's first game with the Rams as the home team. Oh. Because the Super Bowl, they weren't the home team. The Bengals were. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And, like, she got to see the whole 
shebang of how they do everything. And that was a lot of fun. And, you know, for like a bright shining moment, we had a good time. Yeah, that was one of those games because I, I had to. I was doing a bunch of stuff on Christmas and just kind of watching passively. I'm like, oh, wow, we're up by a lot. That's weird. And then I check back. Oh, my God, what happened? And then I'd, I'd go back and go, wow, we're really doing well. We scored on every possession, huh? Yes. Well, all right. We Suck never had to punt. <laughs> I know. Like, I'm like, damn, like, say what you want about the Ram season, but that's rock bottom for the Broncos. Woof. Indeed. And they fired their coach after that, didn't they? They sure did. I, I think he didn't even make it on the flight home. <laughs> oh, was it a tarmac firing? Because USC is very familiar with those. Right, exactly. I was like, wow, they fired Hackett already. We must have really embarrassed them. And they've had a bad season already. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. Broncos, by the way, looking at Raheem Morris. Are they good for him? One of the, he's one of their many, because like Dan Quinn's obviously, Dan Quinn and D'Amico Ryan's are the two top targets, which that makes sense. I buy it. But they're also tap, uh, kicking the tires on Raheem, which would be good for him. I'm happy for him. Yes. And you know, you'll, you'll be happy that this fall you don't have to hear cries of fire Ugh. Morris anymore if that happens. God, my fucking kingdom for a no more fire Raheem thing online. Like, <laughs> yeah, oh my God. Like any and anytime they have a good game, it's like, well, like, well, we have really good players. Like they actually balled out in spite of him. Like, oh, shut up! Like his defenses wasn't the. I mean, there was a big part of it was the problem, but not him. You know what I mean? Like there were personnel things that you can't control. Yes, yes. Like Jalen Ramsey, the whole like, oh, is Ramsey washed? And it's like, no. When you don't have a decent safety um, with you and another corner on the other side, of course you're going to look bad a lot because they're going to target you. You're doing you all the and, work. Yes. Yeah, you're, he even said that. We're asking him to do things that he's not really, he doesn't normally have to do, but because of personnel, he has to be, take on a larger role. And as such, that's going to suffer. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be, I mean, I can only look forward to seeing the rebuilding. Well, we're not rebuilding, restructuring. It's a reload. Year. It's a reload, really. Because look, aside from, we'll get into what you think went wrong, but I mean, health was the big thing. I mean, we've. Really oh, I mean, take, that's yeah. Yeah, we took for granted just how healthy this team was the last like five years. Like they've been obscenely healthy, and of course, one by one, we had the domino effect. Like Logan Bruss gets hurt in training camp, so we didn't even get to see how he does his rookie year which is a bummer because they drafted him to help out with run blocking. And then Joe Noteboom got hurt the first week and then played for three more weeks until like his knee finally said, no, thank you, no more. And then the offensive line just went down like dominoes. And then Cooper Cup went down and then everybody else started going down. So like they hit the injury point of no return. Yeah, they did. And point like, of no, it, like, yeah. And you can't have, you know, your QB needs protection. And so when mm-hmm. he's not getting that, it's just like, wow. Uh, Andrew Whitworth was really the anchor for the O-line there. Oof, and know. like once it's like a bunch of rookies who, yeah, got hurt, which means Stafford got hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, Bryce Perkins, I was looking forward to seeing what he did more of. Um, but obviously, like, he's stepping into a very difficult situation uh, John Wolford, I, I I appreciate Wolford, but mm-hmm. they neither of them had it. That's why they brought yeah. in Baker. Like everyone's like, why aren't they playing Perkins? I'm like, well, clearly they know more than you do because they if they if Perkins had it, they would have played it. Yeah, yeah. Like, sorry, you know, I I'm I like wanted Bryce Perkins to do well, but it wasn't there. 
And not even, from, yeah, not in actual games. I remember people being like, "Oh my goodness!" during preseason. Did you see mm-hmm. Bryce Perkins? I'm like, "Y'all, it's preseason." Right. Well, same thing with Lance McCutcheon. Like he was like the big practice hero, and it's like, "Well, aren't they playing him more?" Look what he did in preseason. And it's like, well, "Okay, but obviously that's not translating in practice week to week because otherwise they would have played him, especially when they didn't have Van for like seven weeks." Exactly. Like, yeah, no, it's like. I, you know how I feel about preseason. I think it's bullshit and it's unnecessary. And I agree. No I mean, one, is, <laughs> no one wants to get hurt in fucking preseason games. No, and like there's people like see what happens. Like yeah, everyone starts out slow because they don't have preseason. Sure, you know maybe limit it to two games if you're going to have to do it because you want to get like your rookies to you know have some experience, but like not your starters. No, like it, no. no. That's just how it goes. Sorry, it's just how it goes. Like they shouldn't really have a preseason, at least no more than two games. Like no. one ho- one home, one away, and just get your other, you get your backup some reps and all that, and have it go away. Now, what do you think were the big things that went wrong aside from injuries? I mean, obviously, like losing a lot of players, like OBJ, who was mm-hmm. injured, like mm-hmm. decided to take the entire season to come back, and then he saw the lay of the land and was like, "I'm not coming." Mm-hmm. Well, I, I don't know if it was his choice, to be honest, because uh, like ah. the cat with like he was almost the cat on the Cowboys, and then they kind of backed away, and so that tells me that they didn't like what they saw with the medicals, which is why I'm sure the Rams also were reticent to give him a deal right away. Gotcha, gotcha. Anyway, sorry. Uh, Oh yeah, and we we lost Von Miller, we lost Andrew Whitworth, like we lost a bunch mm-hmm. of solid players and like veterans to hold the lines. And you know, depending on on rookies, and I don't want to like obviously, uh, fuck them picks came back to bite us in the ass. It did, but it didn't. Because here's the thing: because like all the announcers are like, well, that's what happens when you trade your picks. Is like that's not really what happened. What happens is when you blow the picks that you have. Yeah, which the last two years they kind of did. Like they were able to survive because they had like you know the Marquise Copelands of the world and like the um, Oba Okoronokos and the Nick Scotts of the world that would like round out your stars. Like on the last play when they got Jimmy G to throw that pick, it was Donald nearly sacking uh, Jimmy G and he threw a pick to Nick Scott, two homegrown guys, right? Yeah. And they like 2020 and 2021 were awful drafts, and 2022 is looking okay, but we don't know yet. Like, Tutu Atwell, like, he came along, but, like, obviously that was still not the pick I would have made at that spot. No, but he did. I I appreciated what he did when he got the chance. Like, he's at least catching the ball. Yes. Yeah, and even McVay. Ben Skoranek. Hey, Skoranek, he came on too early before he got hurt. He actually was doing his job. Like, Like, he's not supposed to be your burner, but he would get open and he would get he would uh, move the chains when he had to. And you know, I t- was impressed by, and yeah. we've talked about this. It's like Higby, finally. Yeah, I know. I don't know what happened to him. That's a weird one because I, I think it feels like he got hurt and then just never like, got back into rhythm until very until it was like way too late. Yeah, yeah. But I was I was honestly mm. shocked by some of those uh, catches he made. But it's like good good for him. Oh, speaking of which, is like Aaron Donald, who we haven't mentioned or I haven't mentioned yet. You have like yeah, him getting injured. And mm-hmm. it's like, that was huge. Again, it's like, there's a, there's a clearly a hole here. <laughs> right. And that really showed like Vaughn leaving shown a light on how bad they were at developing pass rushers because when he left, there was nothing like Leonard Floyd. Yeah. Okay. He was hurt. And then obviously he came on because his stats got way better after he recovered from his injury, you know, but like, good Lord, they got no pressure from anywhere outside of Donald, which is a problem because they triple team him on every play. They did. They did. And, 
Yeah, like none of their like they could have had Bobby Brown was supposed to get like reps now, but he got suspended for the first four games because he used something he shouldn't have, I guess. And then like they couldn't they didn't have anything at linebacker. Like Ernest Jones and Bobby Wagner did everything they could in the middle, but on the outsides, nothing. Like Floyd was a dud for the first eight weeks, and then I forget who they had on the outside for most of the year, but it wasn't great. Like Justin Hollins, I think, who's now I think a Packer. So they got nothing out of their uh, a lot of their rookie classes as far as pass rushing goes, which is a problem. And with the corners, it's been a revolving door of dudes like Kobe Durant kind of solidified himself, but he's also a rookie. Like, that's a problem. Like they didn't. And trading for Troy Hill seemed like a good idea at the time, but he missed like five or six games. So, like, what do you do if it's just you, Jalen Ramsey and nothing else because Jordan Fuller's also out? Yeah. I mean, you got to – where are we in the draft this year? So, obviously, they don't have their first. They get their first back starting next year, but that's whatever. They get the 36th pick and a loaded draft, so it's like it's kind of a quasi-first-round pick. It's like it's the sixth pick of the second round, so that's not bad. Like, there's still going to be a lot of, like, good, good people available from that. And I think they have, they do have a third, I believe, and then they're going to get a bunch of picks in the fourth and fourth and fifth rounds. Um, like they've got some comp picks coming from guys like that departed, like Sebastian Joseph Day, I think. And um, actually, I think do they? Get, I think they're getting a pick back for Vaughn, if I'm not mistaken. Are, okay. Oh no, wait, no, I don't think they are because like they're counting the Bobby Wagner signing as like one linebacker for another. Um, um so it's a trade. Yeah, uh, roughly. Yeah, like they don't get the comp pick for him, but like they're gonna. I think they're gonna get a pick from uh, the Lions hiring uh, Brad Holmes. Mm. Uh, there's like a third coming there. I think they're gonna have like about ten picks in total, and then for next year or for yeah, 2024, they'll have a pick for whenever Baker gets signed. Sweet. Like Sweet. they'll be like the picks, and then perhaps a... something for one Taylor Rap. Uh, it wouldn't be much. It'd be like a seventh because I don't think he's getting big, <laughs> getting big money. But hey, yeah. a pick's a pick. You know, it it, it always helps to have re, uh, resources. And, and they know what they're looking for. Right, exactly. And you know, they're keeping Cam Akers. They couldn't trade him, although he came out at the end of the year, which was nice because he was unexistent when the games mattered. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, you know, McVeigh is damned and determined to get that run game going, man. He tried, and yesterday they tried too. Like they ran a lot, and it was working. Like they finally had an O line combination that worked until like um, Nishuke or Nishike got hurt, and then it was like, okay, well, we're down another lineman, of course. That's the way <laughs> season ends the way it started. Damn it! They had a, they finally had a good combo going, and okay, we get lost another one. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a comedy of errors for us mm-hmm. this season. Yeah, I like, hope God. that we can overcome it because i i have the ptsd from like all of the early st louis years Mm -hmm. and jeff fisher um he's not even the rock bottom though like scott linehan and like uh, steve spagnola i think were the rock bottoms because at least jeff fisher there was like four games a year where you're like wow we're really cooking (laughs) this defense is awesome and then you know he the defense really... yes, but it's just like every oh man everything else and you know, and our the not yeah the field caught fire. You're right, right, exactly. No, like, like I don't, I don't think it'll be like that though. I don't. I'm still. I'm just. And we've talked about this. Is like I'm so envious of like my KC friends. It's like what is it like for like mm-hmm. ten years, especially like the last five years since they had Patrick Mahomes and mm-hmm. the Andy Reid combo. It's like. To just go into a season comfortable. To just go into a season. Yeah. You know, like, you can what is that Ty- like? You can trade Tyreek Hill and it's not that big of a deal. 
Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, like, you know, he Tyreek did really well, but it's like, you know, the Chiefs weren't missing him that much. Like, everything just kind of hummed. Yeah, it's it's just like I, I applaud them. I tip my hat to them. I think they're going to go far. They'll probably come up against the Bengals again in in the fun. postseason. Yeah, that'll be fun. Um, well, what else do you think went wrong outside of like not uh, not having picks or not at least not using the picks that you have? I think Sean McVay needs help. He needs mm-hmm. like I I've been a showrunner and like the big thing with being a showrunner is like if you try to do everything yourself you're gonna burn yourself out you need people that you trust to fulfill your vision so you can delegate Mm -hmm. and you don't have to and i think this is this is a good lesson for mcveigh and like bringing in more people so that he can delegate but i also feel bad because mcveigh is like a good coach and a good mentor and that's evidenced by the fact that like everyone poaches from him after every season yeah so, like, I believe, like, the Chargers coach was our O-line coach last year or something like that. Like, mm-hmm. under me. No. And it's... Oh, is it, you mean Staley? Yeah. No, he was the defensive coordinator in 2020, remember? Oh, okay. Like, way back when. I remember that stat. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. He, yeah. Another he, one? He revived the defense um, after Wade Phillips left. I was like, who the hell is this guy? And then it's like, holy crap, they have the number one defense in the league. Oh, Wade Phillips. And then they lost a, 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 yep, yeah. Arivo, Arivo to the, they lost him to the Broncos. He's going to be their defensive coordinator until they get a new regime, maybe. So he was a big loss. Aubrey Pleasant for, went to the Lions and got fired by the Lions for some reason. Like they've <laughs> lost a lot of coaches and, and like front office personnel. Yeah. So it's, it's a revolving door and it's like, what is it that we need to do to get people to stay? But I know people are like, they're ambitious and they want to advance mm-hmm. their careers and you can't hold that against them. But yeah, I feel for me. And he that- hires you to be a head, to like, to be a head coach and to advance. Like I'm not, he's not hiring yeah. you to stick around for 10 years. Yeah. Which is yeah. a good thing, but still yeah. like, he needs, he needs help. <laughs> yeah. No, to your point though, like he, when they made a coaching shift when like all of a sudden Thomas, uh, Thomas Brown became the running backs coach again, instead of just tight ends and assistant head coach, Cam Akers flourished again. And the running game flourished. Like they got mm-hmm. Kyron Williams, they got Kyron Williams involved once he got back from his injury. Speaking of injuries and like the running game kind of hummed a little bit. It's like, Oh, that was part of the problem. And you know, you see it all across the board that like he's doing, he's doing too much. As as you said, like he doesn't have a, a play caller. Like Kevin O'Connell was the closest thing, and it worked last year. He doesn't have that figure anymore. Liam Cohen wasn't the guy. He's already going back to Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it no. seems like if Cliff Kingsbury does take a, the, a Rams OC job and McVeigh stays, and Kingsbury actually does get the play calling responsibilities, and McVeigh backs off a little bit, maybe that'll help. Hopefully, hopefully. Cause it's just like, yeah, he, it's becoming sadly predictable. It's like, Oh, they're going to, they're going to run it up the middle. Okay. Yep. That's, Mm -hmm. I I saw that coming from the stands. The, the, the the long third down screen. Yes. It's like, (laughs) why, why are we, why are we, you know, doing this Mm -hmm. in the, like try to run the ball in the red zone. Maybe now do it now. No, you're Mm. okay. Yeah. Now. It's like, oh, cool, it's third and third and 13. We're just going to get a dump at the Thomas Br- or the Malcolm Brown on a screen and see what he can get. Okay, cool. All right. Also, <sighs> it's just like getting getting people's, you know, heads back in the game. Because, again, there was like so many stupid, stupid mistakes mm-hmm. made a lot by rookies, which they're rookies. But it's like you've got, you know, the last game 
Jalen Ramsey shoulder checking Geno Smith out of bounds. It's like uh, Geno is acting a little bit on that one. Even still, it's like you know better. Like, you know, especially with these refs, I like know. they've already fucked us with an uh, an obviously wrong call. Like I I hadn't yelled at my TV in a while. Like, <laughs> yeah. All right, it's, it's the Rams, but like. I can't think of his last name. It's like 92 was clearly shoved into the kicker. I know. I know. And then the meanwhile, they do it to us. And it's like, well, what happened? Punters get hit sometimes. It's okay. Like, we're sorry. But, you know, that's the nature of the game. What? Where was that a quarter ago? Get out of here. Exactly. It's like, come on. Fine. Fine. Yeah. And it's little stuff like that that cost them, like, winnable games. Like, Tampa was a super winnable game. But, like, dumb mistakes bit him in the ass. You yeah. know, and like the what? Uh, the both Seattle games were winnable games, <laughs> and it's just annoying. Like it's the, that's part. That's a luck thing too. Like sometimes, like you know, you not only do you have a bad team, but like also some of the breaks that they had last year didn't go their way. No, so yeah, it's it's getting a cohesive team again. Mm-hmm. I'd say. No, and that's been written about. They haven't been playing complimentary football. Like, it's like one week the offense will be awesome. One week the defense will be awesome. One week special teams will, like, help carry the day. Then, the, But the other units will fall apart. And yeah. you can't really get anywhere doing that. Um, worry. I, I also think some of the moves they made, like trading uh, uh, Bobby Trees and using the, most of that money for Allen Robinson was kind of a mistake. That's yeah, I miss, I miss Woods. I know. Like, I I get why they did it, but, like, damn. Rob, I thought Robinson was going to be a much better fit than he ended up being, and I don't understand what happened there. Because, mm-hmm. like, the whole point was, okay, Stafford loves to throw 50-50 balls, and Robinson, like, over the last three, four years was the best at catching him. Okay, on paper, I get that, but, like, it was just not there. <laughs> no, no. There's no chemistry, as we would say in the industry, between the two. No. No, not at all. And it's baffling because, like, I thought the reason why they got rid of Trees was because there wasn't any chemistry with him and Stafford. And like, and I guess there was a redundancy they felt they felt with him and Cup at that point. I don't know. Like, it's so strange. And also, I know Woods had a big contract, but like, damn, the money they're giving Robinson is like asinine. Mm-hmm. I'm like hoping they can cut him in June and like eat a little bit rather than a lot of it. Like, I think if they cut him in June, it's like only going to be like seven point one uh, in dead money, which whatever. That's like nothing. Yeah. I would rather. I'd rather them do that than keep him because it just doesn't seem like the fits there, or he's just not who he used to be, which makes sense because he gets he's gotten hurt a lot. I mean, at a certain point, like you gotta. I know players want to, you know, Tom Brady their way to greatness, but it's like sure. listen to your body, man, because you've only it's a brutal game and you've only got so many years. I know. I know, like, that's why I don't see Donald walking away unless McVay's absolutely like, I'm gone. Because, like, Donald has, like, one massive payday left coming, and I don't think mm-hmm. even... I know he's made a lot of money, obviously, but, like, I don't think you still walk away from, like, I think it's $24 million that they still I owe mean, him. but I think, like, you, we've talked about this. I would love it if Donald retired. Like, I, I know it, it, would, it would be a shitty, shitty year to retire on. I know. But he missed his chance. I think he should have retired after the Super Bowl. But he's got endorsements. I'm sure mm-hmm. if he moved back to Pittsburgh, like he either <laughs> comment, like either pro commentator, like Whitworth, or even college commentary, like he could get a lot of money and not have to put his body through all of that. Well, you know what he could again. do? 
Well, you know what he could do? Like, you know how, like, in the NBA, like, Akeem Olajuwon, like, teaches centers how to, like, do post moves and stuff? Like, yeah. Donald could be that guy. Like, oh, I went to Aaron Donald's compound in Pittsburgh to learn how to, like, do uh, hand moves and stuff with my, uh, as a defensive lineman. Exactly. Like, he could be, be that guy in a few years. Yeah, he could make – He, I, I'm not worried about his money. Like, he no. will make money. Right, exactly. And, like, he still has the place in Pittsburgh because that's where he trains in the offseason because, like, he's yeah. still, like, his family technically still lives there. Like, that's why he wanted to retire because he's like, you know, we just had, like, our youngest kid. Like, I want to be around for them more than I was for the other ones. And which I get, I get that. Like, that's the thing with, like, McVeigh, like, wanting to start a family. Everyone's like, oh, well, you, there's plenty of time for that. Or, like, well, who cares? Like, you can still coach. It's like, it's not the same thing. It's like, not. I'm a parent. Like, I don't even have that demanding of a day job that McVeigh does. And still, sometimes I'm like, oh, I miss stuff. Like, that sucks. Like, I still, yeah, I, and, yeah, sorry. Oh, no, I think that's like, and it's good that he wants to be there for his wife to help her and experience those moments for his kids. Yeah. Like, that's one of the things, like, when his grandpa died, that's the one of the things he said he learned was, like, having a work-life balance. Yeah. It's and, important. Like, and that's something people overlook, like, well, you're already getting paid this much. Like, maybe you're just not cut out to be a coach. And it's like, well, there's more to it than that, man. Like, you know, I'm sure they're like, look at Belichick. He's coming back for a 24th year. I'm like, okay, well, how's that going? Like, how's the, exactly. other, the, how's the other end going? I mean, maybe it's how- okay. His son works for them, but still, I'm like, I don't know. Like, how do, like, Andy Reid, look at that. They're like, look at him. He's gone through a lot of adversity. It's like, yeah, but there's been a lot of, like, uh, maybe, uh, you know, Andy Reid parenting stuff that we're not, you know. <laughs> I mean, let's ask Tom Brady how that worked for him. (laughs) Well, yeah, my friend's like, why is Brady playing in this game? He doesn't need to play. I'm like, what else is he going to do? He's not going to spend time with his kids. I I, I don't like speculating about strangers. I know. I don't either. But 40 days at home and then unretired and your wife divorced you. Mm -hmm. Like, what was going on? It was clearly the last straw. And, you know, I, that's what happens. That's, you know, he he chose to play instead of retire because she wants him to be healthy. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's other stuff we're not going to we can move on from that. But, you know, that's to your point. Like, there is a work-life balance that you need to achieve. And he's trying to. Yeah. yeah. McVay, I mean. And I'm sure it's like he probably does want to be a young dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't know if you read uh, Jordan Rodriguez's piece in the Athletic about like all the stuff he's gone through in the like the, in the, just in the last year. But like I'm talking, I, I guess his like wife's family's all in the Ukraine, so that's been very tough for them because that situation's volatile. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember reading about that. It's like yes, it's it's incredibly stressful when you don't know what's going on with your family or your your in laws. Right, exactly. And it seems like, you know, she's close to their family. So, like, I'm sure he's also close to their family. Um, so, yeah, like, I'm, he's going through a lot. And I get why he wants to just decompress a little bit. Yeah, and, he's and have it. more time. Yes, he has. And I, I will go back to saying that, like, him finding coaches that he can trust and can help him would mm-hmm. help with that. <laughs> hmm. exactly like he's a very intense controlling person but like at the same time like he's i think really learned the hard way like you need to back away like that's probably why shanahan's done as well as he has the last few years because he's not 100 percent on it on everything at every time yeah you have to it's and i i recognize this in myself as well as with mcveigh it's like yeah you cannot control absolutely everything you have to let some stuff go to other people uh for your own like mental health and well-being 
Because mm-hmm. so. otherwise you're going to burn out. And I'm sure you've yeah. had other situations where you were very close to burning out too. Very much so. Like I've had to deliberately like pull back on taking jobs. It's like early in my career. It's like when you're building a career, it's like I, everything, everything, give me everything. Um, and now that I've kind of like reached that plane where it's like, oh, there will be work. Right. Exactly. I can, I can take fewer jobs. I don't have to say yes to every meeting. I don't have to say yes to every open writing assignment. I don't have to say yes uh, to everything. And I can just like filter what I want to do and take more time for myself, which I have been slowly but surely doing. (laughs) And it helps. It really does help. Because even when you're like doing fewer things, you'd be amazed at like how shit just bottlenecks, no matter what Mm -hmm. you do and how you space it out. Executives are always like, I'm going to give you notes on this this weekend. As are the all the other executives. <laughs> no, I'm sure. Now, as far as your, the rest of your off-season wish list, what else would you like to see? Hmm. I'd like them to, you know, we, we've talked about Skoranek and Higby, but I would like to see them develop like a partner for Cup. Mm-hmm. Whether, <laughs> yeah, I was, yes. But it's like, yeah, I think when he comes, I'm I'm assuming Stafford is coming back. He already said, like, McVeigh or no McVeigh, I'm coming back. Okay, so Stafford is coming back. Oh, yeah. I think, like, I we all know his relationship with Cup, which everyone loves to throw to Cup. Like, Cup was Goff's guy as well. Um, he needs another. He, the, he Cup needs a twin. He does need a twin, and I think I think they'll try to find one, whether it's through the draft or finding someone who's not going to break the bank because they don't really have much uh, bank to break. Um, I think they'll try to find somebody to at least alleviate the pressure and then also make sure Van Jefferson's healthy because that's a huge deal too. Because, yeah. you know, Stafford and Jefferson have a nice connection themselves. They do. And I would say that, like, either Staff I know, and I get it, it's like Stafford for a football player – is up there in age. Uh, he either needs to be able to scan the field and mm. get the ball off faster, mm-hmm. or we need an O line that can give him, you know, well, at least seven seconds. I'm willing to bet you most of their priority in the draft is going to be O line, and they'll probably try <laughs> to find a one or two like veterans they can pick up uh, for depth. Yeah. And then next year, because I don't think they can this year, at least cost-effectively, but uh, next year they'll move on from Nogum. Because that was a gamble that's clearly not worked out. Oh, yeah. Because, like, aside from this year, he's also, like, his health has been, like, up and down. So, you know, I get why they want they gambled and gave him the bigger deal, because he did fill in really well for Whitworth when he had to um, last year. But, like, eh, but he's not the guy. Yeah. Yeah, and they can't all be the guy, but like that would be my thing. It's like either Stafford needs to get faster, or the O line needs to give him time. So it's going to be an O line thing because they know they can't uh, they can't neglect that anymore. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> like it's when you go through a different iteration of your O line, pretty much every game. Yeah. But- what 14 15 different combinations to start to start each game like that's insane yes. you can't win that way no i don't care who you are you're not winning that way like your 09 again leads to be here's that word again cohesive mhm 
Exactly, and they need to beat up their D-line, too, but O-line is the top, 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 top priority. So, sorry, I'm just picking up my food. No worries. Um, last Rams question, then we can move on Move on to a little bit of Megan. Um, let's see. So you re-upped your tickets today, right? I did. <laughs> How reluctantly did you do that? It wasn't, you know, they, they've been emailing me. It's like, do you want to re-up? And this was before. This was like... I think around the Cowboys game. And I'm like, do I, do I want to re-up? Um, <laughs> and so you have like, until I think March before they're like, okay, you need to make a decision. Um, and so I, I re-upped today. Like, and it wasn't reluctantly. It's like I, the schedule was released today. Um, or not Good. like the full schedule, but like, you know, the, the, the our opponents. Good home games. Yes. It looks like it's going to be some really good home games. Um, so, yeah, it's like – and it honestly, the schedule looks better than this season. Like, this season – Third place schedule, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it was – the season was brutal for us. Um, yeah, murderers row plus everything was, you know, snowballing. Yeah. So – and I will I will go as, as long as I can because, you know, at the end of the day, it's a fun time with friends – SoFi mm-hmm. Stadium is incredibly beautiful. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, it's like I've I've been with the Rams through their lows <laughs> and their highs. And their really, really lows. Their sub lows. <laughs> <laughs> when you're in the valley and you can't even see the sun, it's like, are we going in the right direction? <laughs> I know, right? Like, yeah, that's how I feel too. Like everyone freaking out like, well, they need to just let McVay go if he doesn't want to be, if he's like happy. And I'm like, look, I've seen way worse. Like, this is fine. Like at least like the fact that we're a story is, is amazing before. Like it was a bad team that no one cared about. Like we weren't Detroit where it was like, a, there was a lovableness to the loser net loserdom. <laughs> it's just, we kind <laughs> of existed like, <laughs> but that's okay. Like I, um, well, okay. What's like, I think I had one more Rams question, actually. Like one, uh, so you'd want a more, more O-line, a partner for cup, competent, co- like, or not competent, but like more voices in the coaching room. Um, yeah. It, and it's not, it's not even, this doesn't apply to next season, but again, you and I have, have talked about this and it's, um, if McVeigh stays, mm-hmm. I would love to see what he would do. Again, Stafford is getting up there. Mm-hmm. I would love to see what McVay could do with someone like Patrick Mahomes. Oh, I would of only. I do think they will probably either draft someone like this year, like late, and try to develop them, and or uh, or and or sign some vet that like not a baker, but someone like a baker mm-hmm. to have a competent backup because they learned the hard way that like Wolf of Wall Street and Bryce and uh, Bryce weren't the guys. No, no. But I honestly think everyone being healthy is going to pay dividends. They'll ride that third place schedule. And I think they can at least get a wild card spot next year if they're healthy and do a couple like smart things in the off season. Yeah. Yeah. It's again, like not rebuilding, it's restructuring. It's licking your wounds. Yeah. Like, Oh, for that. That's what I was going to ask you for house cleaning. Like the, the biggest, the biggest uh, items you'd remove from the house. Taylor Rapp. We've already established that. Yes. I, I don't think we necessarily need Skoranek. He's he's, a seventh, he's like a seventh round guy going into his third year. Like yeah. on the list of things they need, they can get they can jettison. Like he's very low for me because yeah. he he's worth it. Like you've already I, said note boom, and honestly, like again, we've had so many structures of the O line and the D line. Right, there would be go. 
Yeah, That's there the would one. be games where like someone would have a good moment and the announcer would say the name and I'm like, who the hell is that? <laughs> and then they they wouldn't be there the next game. It's like, what the fuck? No, no, you see. No, yeah, when they waved Bobby Evans, I'm like, well, that was a big w- thing off my wish yeah. list because he was, I that was rough. Like, I think he single handedly cost him that Bucks game. <laughs> yeah, For I mean, I I hope Ramsey stays. I I would like he's, to. You know, he's not going anywhere. Yeah, I know there was talk, there was rumors, um, but. No. I think again, like if they build out a good defense for him, like he can once again like be the Ramsey we all know mm-hmm. and love, and like get his head in the game and keep it in the game, and not do like stupid petty shit right. <laughs> that gets us unnecessary yeah. penalties. They have some good rookie corners that have developed, like Kobe Durant. I think if he can if he can improve next year, um, they'll be good. They'll have a solid number two. Yeah. And like developing someone for Cam Akers, because I my fear with Cam Akers is that like he's going to turn into Todd Gurley, where they're just going to like oh. work him to injury again. Well, they have Kyron Williams, like a, like a full camp yeah. of that dude, and like not him not getting hurt week one, I think really hurt them. Like if he'd been healthy the whole year, I think they would have done something with him because he can catch and he can block. Yeah, and so also th- when you're going to develop trick plays, gentlemen, <laughs> make sure they fucking work. And make sure you get more than a yard or you get back to the line of scrimmage because those are embarrassing. I know. I know. Oh, my Lord. I <laughs> I know. Like, I think that's what's like if they bring in Kingsbury, for instance, that's the first the biggest change you're going to see is like more play, more creativity because McVay won't have to be so conservative and paranoid yeah. all the time because that's been that's been very noticeable, especially this year. Yes. Yeah, like being too, too afraid to make a mistake that you make a mistake. Exactly. And also like, yeah, special, special teams needs developing. They, that's been sort of their nadir since they let coach bones go is like, they've really not, I, oh, I try to bring in different, they try to bring in special teams coordinators and like, man, that has suffered. I mean, Matt Gay's been awesome. And that new punt, their new punter has been good, but yes. like co- the coverages have been atrocious and Brandon Powell's trying, like they're trying to make him like a Kmart Debo, which I find it, which I found nice. <laughs> Like, that is the, the phrase, a Kmart Debo. Man, not yeah. even Walmart. Yeah, you know, like it's, it's, they've been trying to get that going. So, like, hmm, <laughs> maybe that's something to look forward to next year now that they know they can do it. But yeah, special yeah. teams needs a complete overhaul because woof. I mean, I, again, I understand you are running at full speed and I try to be sympathetic. But, like, when what's his face, like, missed getting the punt on. Like within uh, the one yard, yeah, Rochelle. I was just like, "Oh fuck, man!" I know. I was like, "Oh, you you I... ran." It was like the 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 corner was too wide. I know. I I, I felt bad for him because I'm like, "Oh, that's a tough beat," but oh, you can't. Yeah, do I that. I did. I felt so bad for him, but I'm like, "Oh man, I know. dude, I know. you should have you should have hopped on it like I... way sooner." I know, like I, that's another thing. Like that's the that's something they really need a new special teams coordinator for. Because, damn. All right, I'm gonna get you out of it's here like, on this. Run towards the ball, not around. Oh, I know. Fire, fire, fire! That's what we were taught in high school. Fire, fire, fire! Like the ball is yeah. fire. Like don't don't touch it unless you absolutely have to. Yeah. He <sighs> had to at that moment, though. Like he. It... I know, such a frustrating. Because that's that's the kind of play like they they just didn't make last year. Like that's the dumb stuff they did not do. Yeah. 
God. It's all right. We'll be okay next year. I'm, I'm not worried. I, and for the for this year's playoffs, anybody but the Niners. I don't care who. Anybody. But I mean, Niners. I was this year. It was so shocking because I was like, we'll have a winning season because we usually have a winning season. This was even as a fan, it's like, oh boy. <laughs> this yeah, bad. I think I think I really I the minute I'm like, okay, we're done is when they lost the Tampa game. I was like, oh, well, we're in it the whole way. Like, it's close, it's close. Oh, okay, they blew it. Okay, like, now we're done. Like, now I'm willing to pour pour dirt on this. Okay, we're, we're out. I mean, the <laughs> I, only great thing about this season was, I believe it was the Bills game, our home opener, when you got to write the description. Um, I can't remember who it was, but it was like, stiff arm straight to hell. Yep, that's about <laughs> it. That Thank you. Yeah, that's the only, that's about much. <laughs> They've had writing games this year. Like I try, I, I'm like, yeah, it, it well, inspired you know. some great writing from you. So, yeah, you know, well, thank you. I'm like, it's I'm gonna do more vibes this year. It's it's gonna be all vibes. Because <laughs> 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 some makes them like, I have nothing to say. It's the same thing I'm saying every week. Like, yeah, exactly, they can't yeah. block. Oh, they can't run. All right. Well, you know, the defense tried, the offense failed, or oh, this week the offense killed it. The defense just couldn't bring it. All right. Well, I mean, okay. it was the same thing, like kind of with USC for most of it, where it's like defense. Do you realize you can tackle people? Like, you can put your arms around his waist and around that's his legs how, and hold that's on. How, that's how UCLA was for me too. I'm like, same thing. Oh well, we scored fifty. What happened? Well, they scored fifty-one. Exactly. <laughs> okay, exactly. It's like sense. you are our, our, the young men in special teams decided to do a fair catch on the fucking one yard line. It's like, no, sweetie. No. <laughs> yeah, I know. Elliot Swartz has just been cursed all around. Like, I because like, you know, I'm a huge Lakers and Dodgers guy too. So I'm like, wow. Things oh, really, I, have uh, a, I have a friend who's a Dodgers fan. Like this year was heartbreaking. I know. Him. I know. Like I, I can't tell you how um, trashed I got during and after that <laughs> playoff loss, the, the, the Padres. Like oh, it was yeah. like it was idle hands and slither right afterwards, and I just wanted to see people get exploded and have it be gross and gory. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I was in a bad place that night. <laughs> anyway, speaking of horror, though, congratulations on Megan. Thank you, thank you. Now I'm not going to ask you a ton of questions because you've already killed it answering you know horror questions on like King Cast and everything like that. But the two things I will ask you are. One, how have you just enjoyed the ride of like the viral marketing that you guys have done and let just their positive reception to the movie and the fact that you've basically become memes since their first trailer? It's been fun. And I have made a conscious effort to enjoy it. Like I think as as writers, especially screenwriters, like we can mm-hmm. get paranoid. It's like, when's the other shoe gonna drop? Like, when's the other shoe gonna drop? Oh god. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've I have been enjoying the hell out of this moment. Um, it means a lot to just like because five years ago or so when like this entire process started, like none of us knew we'd be here. Like mm-hmm. we'd hoped it'd find an audience and do well, but like this is beyond anyone's expectations. Um, so it's, it's been amazing to have like, it made money on the weekend and it's great, but I feel like Megan is going to be like a solid cult hit. And that's what I love. Like I love cult. Hits hey, you transcended like, cult, man. Like Malignant's a cult. Or be mal- like Gabriel's a cult. Gabriel's a solid cult. But I think Megan's transcended that. Like automatically, like I already know that's going to be in the top five of Halloween costumes this year. Oh yes, like, it's that's... already at drag shows. Someone sent me mm-hmm. like a drag 
performance over the weekend where I don't remember the the drag queen's name, but she was she was she did a number as Megan with like two dolls beside her. It's just like wow. wow. And I know you yeah. dropped off a of Twitter, which good for you. I really should, but I have been seeing a lot of. Uh... Um, drum beats for um, you know calling you out specifically for like why Megan works. It's a lot of like, hey, praise the writer. Her name is Akela Cooper. I'm like, wow, you've reached that status. Like that's that uh, means... that's pretty. It's like it's like Hellfest, Malignant, <laughs> Megan. Show so, put some respect on her name. I was like, wow, cool. <laughs> I love that people are also shouting out Hellfest. Like that is wonderful. Um, I know. Yeah, I I I was one of those people. Was like I. I had a good Twitter feed. I do miss yeah, Twitter sometimes, but like from what I've You're been hearing off. from, yeah, from what I've been hearing from people from for what it is now, it's like, yep, no, because I I I know there would be like the asshole racist dude bros. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I haven't seen a- that luckily. Okay, like you haven't had any bad Shapiro takes on it yet, which would that's that's <laughs> nice to know. <laughs> like this movie couldn't possibly happen. The algorithm would never do that. It's like it's like yeah. okay, buddy. You, know, you haven't had that yet. I haven't I haven't seen the worm turn there. <laughs> but um I have honestly been it's been fun seeing a lot of the Megan memes too. And honestly you're not missing much because like especially with like the McVeigh re- possible retirement discourse, it's been um very uh, enlightening to see a lot of r- bad Rorschach tests come back <laughs> in terms of yeah. how people perceive mental health. It's like, oh, cool. Like, ugh, I'm so not looking forward to this off season for just for that reason. But that's on me for being online. Um, <laughs> my parents, did, my parents called me a Thursday night to tell me how much they loved it, and they never go to the movies. They barely know what movies exist anymore. So. I'm like, that must mean you did something right. Cause for them to like well, seek it out and get tickets in advance, like, and considering they, I don't think they know any movie that's been out released. And aside from like, you know, Megan and like maybe Avatar, <laughs> you, you've, you've crossed that demo. It's, um, it's great. It's like, I, I am happy to have done my job in that like James Wan and Jason Blum loved the material and that led to yeah. Gerard Johnstone coming on and like bringing the fire with like that only he can do um and and elevating it and then you know Universal like I really have to thank Universal for spending money on marketing like in this yeah. day and age for them to have like put money behind mm-hmm. marketing the movie in the way that they did and so consistently like it's it's kind of rare nowadays mm-hmm. yeah i mean that's you guys and smile are really, really take the um girl not guerrilla marketing but like the out in the world marketing to heart yeah like uh, i don't know if you saw the smile people at like baseball games i did they were at, they were at the dodgers game weren't they uh they might have been yeah and then like there's been a lot of yeah. like megan sightings on subways and such so like they've really taken that to heart and it's paid off dividends because like now you know you've had this second the what the biggest opening since nope for an original yeah. property well yeah. so good so for you to the person who was in the editing for the trailer and was like you know what we gotta do we gotta put this dance in the trailer because initially when i saw the first trailer i'm like oh man they're giving so much away they're giving so much away and the dance is in there and they gave i was worried about that too but like from what i've heard it's okay yeah yeah everyone everyone has has responded to it and it's still gone to see it and found things to enjoy so i'm really really happy but yeah that huge shout out to universal marketing department and the money they put behind it because that's why your parents knew it existed Mm-hmm. And which is very, very, very uh, incredible considering they only watch like three or four, actually you know, two two channels now, basically two channels and whatever shows old westerns. 
mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's much that's big crossover um and as a person who loves killer anything killer dolls or killer toys i am very excited for this because that's like my wheelhouse i'm a huge chucky guy i'm sure you've seen the show yes. I have seen the show. I'm a huge Chucky person. It was like it was kind of weird, and I was a, a wee bit worried when like they were beefing on Twitter. I'm like, is this is this part of it? Is is everyone aware? You know, are all parties like having fun doing this? Oh, they or are. Is this, yeah. The uh, Megan Twitter then, account is pretty good, and so is the Chucky one. And then you know, I think it was Friday or Saturday. Uh, Don Mancini, Mancini, yeah, um, the man shouted out Megan, and that was huge because like. Child's Play meant a lot to me. Uh, it was one of like the first like horror movies that Same. I watched myself as a kid. Same. I was allowed to rent it. I rented the third one first for whatever reason. I think it was just because of the cover because it's the close up on his face and his the nose is bleeding. Yeah. And then after that, I'm like, oh, I got to see the rest of these. Like, oh, there's one where he's cutting the head off a jack of jack in the box. Okay, let's see that. Yeah. I, I my parents rented Child's Play, uh, and then hopefully the FBI doesn't come after me. But like, they dubbed a copy. Um, sure. and so we had that in our collection and I just remember it's like, even before, like I knew how to like read fully, I could still understand what the cover looked like. So I would just, and it was on beta mm-hmm. kids. Beta was the precursor beta. to everything. Um, beta. It, it came before VHS is this mm-hmm. tiny, and it was actually like the superior tech, but VHS won out. Cause I think it was cheaper. It Anyways. was unfortunately. Um, and then we, yeah, we had beta, we had VHS, we had Laserdisc, we had all of it. Yeah, we we had the progression. I think we skipped Laserdisc and then just got DVDs, but the progression of like film technology. So yeah, like I would, when I learned how to operate the beta machine, I would put on Child's Play and just watch it <laughs> in the afternoons. Um, and I, I remember it didn't scare me. Like I remember being disturbed when Chucky was like burned, like when he came out of the fireplace, like that was like, okay, we're at that part now. And it's kind of weird and creepy, but it was still like thrilling, weird, creepy. Um, And, and I loved that movie. So yeah, to have Chucky's creator shout out something that I did, like, like when Stephen King shouted out Malignant when it came out, it's like, yes, You've made it, man. You've really become one of the bigger figures in modern horror. And that's such a cool thing to see. Like, it's always fun and like new voices rise up. So congrats on that. Thank you. Now, Thank that, you. Yeah. now, that, now that you've had a chance to decompress, like what's the best thing you've seen on film or TV um, in the past like few, uh, few year or a few months? And then what's like so the biggest thing you're looking forward to in 2023? Um, biggest thing I'm looking forward to in 2023, John Wick 4? Yeah, buddy. <laughs> Yeah, that I have my heart set on. Um, <laughs> TV wise, I intend to watch The Last of Us, but like I didn't, I didn't get into the game because like I kept losing. <laughs> yeah, I don't, um, I don't have time to play games. Like I, I, I understand what it is, but it looks cool. That's all I know. And so I kind of know the story, and I know the ending, and I'm not going to spoil it. But I'm like, if they're going to do that ending, do I want to get emotionally invested in this? Mm, okay. Yeah. Um, and then like the sequel, I've read about, you know, the storyline in the sequel. So yeah, looking forward to the last of us. Um, I'll give it a shot. It's Sunday, Um, I believe. Yeah. It's, it's like, wow, we are in 2023 already. Um, in yeah, John Wick on the feature side and the nun too. I do have another movie coming out this fall. um, That's right. You do. Looking forward to audiences seeing and hopefully, hopefully 
uh, will improve on on the first nun uh, for fans. Um, still enjoying Doom Patrol a lot. I like this Me season too. a lot more than last season. Really? Yeah, last season I was with the time travel. I'm like, what the hell is going on? What is uh, happening? You weren't into the Dada people? No. No, I was not. <laughs> I, I know what I like this season. I just wish there were more. It was one of those I wish there were more episodes. Because it feels like, yeah. like, oh, we're at the finale already? Oh, well, that sucks. Yeah. Like, I'm just getting into the groove of this season. And so were um, they. I would say last year my favorite thing probably was Winning Time on HBO. And I'm looking yes! forward to season two coming back of that. And I'm not even, like, a big okay. pro NBA fan, but, like, the way the show did the history of that, it's, like, it's fascinating to me. And it's really, it's really engaging even for, like, lay people. Yeah, and, I mean, you have to take the history of the grain of salt. Like, it's, I, I call it, like, the crown for sports people. Like, that's kind of how you have to view it. Yeah. Um, but that's okay. Like, for instance, like, the, the best episode of TV I've seen all year outside of, like, a better, like anything I better call Saul was the Fuck Boston episode. Like that, that like made me want to run. Oh, yeah. I love this. Like, just that's like one of the best performances of Siegel's career is like when he gets into the huddle and it's like, fuck Boston, fuck Boston. Like, yes. yes! Like, th- this is making yeah. me so happy right now. And like, I know most of like they play very fast and loose, a lot of things that happen, but it's still super entertaining. Like, God, like, I'm enjoying it so much. And I wasn't prepared for how good they would be at casting the actual Lakers. I mean, that casting is phenomenal. And like, the guy they got as Magic John. I know. I think this is the first thing he's ever done. And it's just like, holy hell, man. And the Kareem, too. Because, like, that's Very obviously. Much, yeah. um, like, how do you cast Kareem? <laughs> like, he's, like, one of one. But they found yeah. an equivalent. And they, like, did a good job of establishing his character. Just from the opening sceneries in the trailer for Airplane. Oh, yeah. That was, that the, was a great the, moment. You got the jazz music going. And he's just kind of, like, not there. But then it's like, okay, well, you got to do your scene. Yeah. Yeah, I'm probably uh, missing a bunch of stuff, but like those are off the top of my head. Those are the highlights. That means those are, those are the ones that win. <laughs> like <laughs> those, are obviously, the best ones. Uh, Feature wise, did you? What was the best one you saw last year? Oh shit, probably like Black Panther was up there. I enjoyed yeah. that. My boy Namor. I finally got to see Namor. Yes, I also enjoyed Barbarian a hell of a lot. Dude. I know that's one of those. Like, I watched it at home, and like I, I knew nothing except like you'll just you're better off knowing nothing. And I was very happy for that experience. I think like a lot of my memorable favorite movies. It's like I enjoyed Barbarian, and I enjoyed the unbearable weight of massive talent. Mm-hmm. My wife and I enjoyed that too. A uh, violent <laughs> night. That... Hmm. Um. Just you know, fun, goofy B movies. That's really what my year was consisted of too. Like I didn't, like, I'm still catching up on a bunch of like the bigger stuff that like the award stuff, but like mostly I just wanted to have fun. Cause like last year was super stressful. So like, it was very yeah. nice to see like an unbearable way to massive talent or a Wakanda forever or barbarian. Like, I'm like, I just want fun stuff, man. Like I, like I enjoyed Chip and Dale's rescue Rangers for that reason. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, and I have to say like, again, not to toot my own horn, but like mm-hmm. having, a, a, again like a great audience response to star trek strange new worlds yeah um, and like seeing like finished episodes with like finished vfx was like really really fun no i know like i i'm really glad uh that there's been a lot of good stuff to enjoy last year cause especially because like the last two years have just been you know very light on content and yeah. i'm really glad you're getting a chance to 
decompress. So outside of the Nun 2, do you have anything else to plug? Um, No, not right now. Still plugging away on other stuff that hopefully people will get to see in the future. Well, it's good that you have a lot of irons in the fire. I can't wait to see what you do next, uh, especially after Megan's been such a phenomenon. Um, Thank you, you yeah. You enjoy your evening. Enjoy the national title game. Go Horn Frogs. Um, and hopefully we uh, can chat about McVeigh uh, coming back and everything being okay. Yes, yes. I Again, I the past is the past. It's like uh, Rafiki in The Lion King. What does it mm-hmm. matter? It's in the past. Yep, exactly. Only, and yep. No, no one can take 56 away from us. Nobody can take 56 away from us. Nope. They cannot. And I don't so. care. Yeah, I don't care. With the season of disaster, yes. But we're, we were still champions. And we'll still be champions until someone else wins it. Yep. So, awesome. Thanks for having me again. No, thank you for coming on. And I thank you for chatting with me on Instagram every game day. It's It always makes me feel better. <laughs> yes. I was just like, I I need to not feel crazy. Chauncey will know. He will know what what the, what is going on. Right, exactly. And even you'll point out something like that. I didn't even think about that. Thank you for pointing that out to me. I feel smarter. <laughs> awesome. All right. Have a good one, man. You have a, you have a wonderful night. Bye. Bye.